Welcome back, podcast listeners. My introduction every week, but we are up to podcast 63 today. Uh, just Tony and I again today, but we're giving it a bit of a throwback today to an important topic. Um, but interestingly enough, it was actually our first podcast, Tony. We Number one, we did uh, on why, import, why insurance is important, um, and it's good to revisit that today. It's, um, yeah, we've had a stark reminder um, again over the last um, four weeks of why insurance is important. Um, and yeah, it's it's a very stark reminder. It is, and we will dive into that. Um, and, and I think that's why it's sort of it's brought to the forefront for us and it's a good thing to actually get out to people and, and express why it is important. You know, we actually have touched on it in other podcasts with Michael Agudi. Um, yeah. he, he discussed how it sort of saved him um, and got him through. Um, but, you know, there was also regret about not taking out covered by trauma insurance. But um, I guess from podcast well, I think, one... I think, but I, think, I think on that though, Jamie, just, just uh, to cut you off, um, I think though, to be brutally honest, and I've often said this, we all hope our insurance is a complete waste of money. I mean, right. I've always I've always said with my own insurances, I really hope it is the worst investment I've ever made in my life. Um, yeah. And, you know, because if it's not, it means something serious has happened to me. And it is it is that case of with insurance, you know, it's a case of, well, I nothing's happened to me in the last year, so it wasn't that waste of money. But, well, yeah, and, and yes, in every year, I sincerely hope for all of my clients, hope and pray, uh, for all of my clients that all the insurance premiums uh, that we've put in place are a complete waste of money without any doubt. Yeah, I can agree on that one. But Tony, podcast one was February 19, 2019. Um, yeah. and, and we discussed in that that, you know, throughout your career, um, I've only seen the back end of that at the moment, but, um, you know, $40 million. Right, so that sounds like I'm retiring. No, <laughs> I mean the last few years, the last few years so far. But forty million uh, insurance claims paid, um, with none ever knocked back. Correct. We've we've had a hundred percent success rate, and that includes insurance claims that we have decided to take on, where yep. we thought where a claim has been knocked back, where we thought knocked back un, uh, unjustly. And we've gone and fought for that and we've had some, and any claim that we've taken on like that, we have had successful outcomes for the clients. And yeah, I, think, now, I think that's really important too. Yeah. Now, since that date um, in 2019, uh, there's now been an extra 4 million paid out since then as well. So That has been up until last week. So it's um, once again, unfortunately, um, but... When I say unfortunately, I always say thank God for the insurance companies. They do get a bad rap at times, but I've often said that the insurance company's job is to pay an insurance claim. It's not to collect premiums. If you have fall within your definitions and you know of the insurance policy, I mean, you can't you can't uh, be upset with an insurance company for knocking back a total and permanent disablement claim for somebody who's broken their thumb. You know, so a yeah. carpenter who's broken their thumb as an example. So insurance claims have to be relevant in respect to the types of policies that they actually are. Uh, but in saying that, if the advisor has done all the correct work up front um, and got the underwriting done you and their claim falls within definitions, you should never have an issue with that claim being paid at, you know, at claim time. And 
what I can tell you with the experience, and this is what a lot of people don't necessarily understand unless they've gone through it, the to be told that you have cancer is absolutely devastating, you know, but not just for you, but for your loved ones as well, for your spouses, for um, the absolute fear that goes through of your whole life changes. And then, you know, we've, my friend, and he won't mind me mentioning his name. Oh, I know he doesn't mind me mentioning his name because I mentioned it in talks that I give, but uh, Craig Hamilton. Now, Craig was diagnosed with brain cancer, and I still remember the day he actually rang me. And he's uh, the head of oncology, nurse, nurse oncology at St. Vincent's. And I remember the day Craig rang me, and uh, we'd been out. I was coaching him in triathlons been out on the bike and he'd been suffering some pretty severe headaches after the bike so we all thought it was his bike fit was wrong so I went and had him do a proper bike fit I just thought it was the way his neck was on the bike and I ended up having some tests and he rang me and he said Tony I've been uh, diagnosed with uh, brain cancer now he was given um, 18 months and I still remember I was devastated I've known Craig I went to school with Craig so I've known him a very very long time him and his family played football with him uh we did we played a lot of football in training against each other because i played a full forward and he played a full back uh, but to be told that and especially when i was trained to be an iron man now craig is still with us uh nine years later and he's his uh, brain tumor hasn't grown a millimeter that's the good news story uh but craig actually still went on and did an iron man as well that's the good news story but we don't always have good news stories either so the $44 million worth of claims, we do have a lot of good news stories uh, there. You know, one of our clients, she has just had her four-year um, breast cancer test, still got the all clear um, as of last month. That was fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, her partner uh, was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. So she's going through that when both, both claims are being paid out, but she's going through that as well. So absolutely devastating, um, you know, especially when she's only 56 years old as well. Yep. So Tony, with your clients um, early on, I guess, you know, the discussion is, is around protecting yourself and protecting your family. So yeah. I think insurance levels um, differ between, you know, age groups and, and stages of your life. How do you broach that with families? Well, it all comes down to the requirements. So as an example, your requirements for your insurances, you and Jess, is far different than my requirements. Uh, but if you just take my life as an example, having just turned 51, my my requirements for insurances have changed dramatically over the last, well, I've been in the industry now 28 years. So I've had a basically insurance for 28 years and thankfully I've never had to claim on anything. But my insurance requirements have changed dramatically over the last 28 years. So as an example, the first insurance policy I ever put on my life was an income protection policy uh, with a now defunct company called National Mutual. And that was to protect, protect my income because, but I had, there was no trauma insurance policies back then and I had no requirements for life insurance. I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have children or anything like that. Um, a few years later, I got a surprise, um, and we called that surprise Josh, um, who you know, 23 years later actually works here in the industry. His first ever insurance policy he took out in his life was an income protection policy. Um, but in saying that, you know, my whole need for insurances at that time obviously changed. 
at that stage, I then had a mortgage. I had a child to look after. I had school fees to fund, you know, for hopefully, you know, it was only going to spend 12 years in school. Thankfully, that's all he spent. <laughs> so it was, I didn't have to repeat year 10 four times. But it was, um, but in saying that, though, there was, if I was to pass away with having a young child, there was the requirements for his mum to be able to support herself for, and the kids right up until they were adults. So my requirements for life insurance then were different. Then, of course, number two came along. Uh, we called him Jeremy, who also still now works here too now. Um, just can't get rid of him, can we, Jamie? <laughs> it was, um, still paying for him. No, no. But my insurance requirements changed dramatically at that stage too because there was now you know, $600,000 worth of school fees that had to be funded. There was a bigger mortgage that had to be paid off. There was still requirements uh, for their mum to be able to support them if I was to die. So life insurance was so vital then, but also when it came to the mortgage, having trauma insurance to make sure that if I was to suffer that heart attack, cancer or stroke, not just income protection, that I didn't want to be left with a mortgage. You know, at that, st at that time, I probably had about 30-odd staff. And, you know, the last thing I wanted to do was not be able to run a business and still have a mortgage to pay and be looking at my kids and saying, well, sorry, guys, that I haven't passed away, but we're not getting that big $4 million check just yet because dad has every intention of surviving this, you know. So yeah, well, it was interesting on that as well. We spoke to another financial planner on Monday um, and a client that he opened, uh, a story that he openly talks about is his own family. His um, sister. Yeah, his yeah. sister, and he mentioned, you know, he, he tried to, he said he wasn't an advisor at that point, but he remembers his sister taking out a big mortgage when interest rates were high, um, yeah. and her husband passed away at the age of 32 um, after going on holidays. So, Well, actually, on know, that, uh, he, he, he got found sick. out he had bowel cancer, he got sick on holidays, came back, and that was their honeymoon. Yeah. So they'd been, <laughs> married, they'd been married four weeks and found out that he had uh, bowel cancer. Yes. Yeah, so. um, but yeah, you know, two young children. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, I think six months later, and then the wife was left with a house that she couldn't afford. Interest rates were too high. The uh, bank took it in default um, yep. and she moved back in the parents and, and that caused mental health issues for her in the future. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it, it's not just that first incident. It, it can spiral to people around you. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think it, it, it is... You know, insurance does affect um, all those around you. So as an example, if something had happened to me during that period of time, the boys are without a father, but they shouldn't, they shouldn't have to have uh, had any adjustments to their life. So, you know, so they don't have um, a father in their life uh, or their actual natural father in their life. You know, if um, their mum was to remarry or something, obviously someone else in their life, but... You just want to make sure that there's no financial strain in respect to those children being raised. And, you know, it's, and also too, though, Jamie, it, it goes one step further. So, for example, um, as most of the listeners know, um, my first marriage didn't last. Uh, but on that basis, in respect to my past, if I was to pass... I had to make sure my estate planning was also set up correctly too. And even more to the point here, um, for the simple reason that if I was to pass away, my my love for those children uh, still hadn't changed. My requirements for uh, for insurance to be able to support them through those formative years, still because they were young when, when I divorced, 
uh, still actually hadn't changed. I need to make sure that that was protected through a testamentary trust so that their needs would still be actually be met. Uh, even if dad wasn't here. So it's, um, and as, I, as I said, you know, dad was no longer in love with their mum, but it didn't mean that I didn't support them or being in love with them. So it was, it was that case that you still actually have to support it. And I think, you know, the case we had uh, four weeks ago where we have sought his permission to speak briefly about it, um, you know, once again, devastating, mid-40s, beautiful couple, absolute beautiful clients of ours, you know, always taken our advice, um, high net worth uh, in regards to had a very strong income, really good at what he did in his job, uh, worked very, very hard, um, always seemed to be traveling. Um, I'd ring him sometimes, he'd be in New York, I'd ring him three days later and he's in India and uh, that's the IT industry, isn't it? So it's, um, but in his mid forties, two young children um, in school, you know, in uh, secondary school, and he rang me and he said, I need to speak to you. And I said, yeah. And he, and he told me he'd been diagnosed with cancer and he, him, you know, and his wife broke into tears as they told me. And I was just dumbfounded. So I just could not believe it once again. And another client that we, we have not had a, a client uh, who's claimed in the last three years that's actually been a smoker. So it's uh, another, I know it's, it's, you know, it's more prevalent in your age group than it is mine uh, nowadays, but, you know, another client who this just should not have happened to. And, you know, thankfully his income protection is in place and his uh, trauma insurance has been paid out. I think that was paid out yesterday, the lump sum. But it's interesting because the relevance for him in respect to the trauma insurance, and he's happy for me to say this, is that, he's now been put on the list for uh, which he will now get for um, a special what's the word in respect to the treatment I'm looking for Jamie um, but in respect to special treatment uh, for that is not covered under the PBS so it's still medical treatment it's not yeah. you know um, going off in a shaman in the desert for 40 days it, it is still medical treatment but it's not covered by the PBS it's very expensive uh, but for him, the trauma, he's got his income protection coming in and the trauma insurance is there to do anything that is possible uh, to help him uh, stay alive and live to the ripe old age that he's actually meant to live to. And he's going to go through some horrible operations. But, you know, this, 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 this money at least gives uh, him and his family some breathing space. It takes total pressure off him he doesn't have to worry about getting back to work or he has to worry about his getting well again and that's you yep. know fingers crossed for everyone but for them as because they're going through it right now that that's actually what does occur he lives to a ripe old age yeah Tony thank you for today um, I think it's a good of a bit of a good refresh to, to go back to podcast one hopefully we'll be better than we were in podcast one um, well, we don't have the introduction again because we're still in lockdown. So we, we, we have to we'll start getting back to that wonderful introduction again, hopefully in the next week or two. Yeah, so we hopefully have that with our voice. But Tony, thank you for today. And I think this is one that we'll push out and um, clients will be interested in, especially knowing other ways to protect their family. Yeah, and I would like to thank my client. I won't mention his name, but I would like to thank him for allowing us to just mention uh, what what we just did and what he's gone through. So. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Danny. Okay, wonderful. Thanks, Jamie.